Welcome to Shonen Flop Chibi, a first impressions mini episode where we talk about the first chapter of the series that we'll be covering in depth next week with our guest Ross Boom Socks. I'm Jordan and with me today, as usual, is my lovely co-host David. Say hi, David. Hi, David. What series are we covering this week? Oh, I'm feeling a bit spiritual because we are talking about Duranki. Oh, yeah. Dur- Duranki. Duran Duranki. Yeah. It's so weird how it's in the same cinematic universe as uh, Durara. Yeah, yeah. I'm just waiting for a headless woman riding a motorcycle to pop in in the last chapter. I forget. Is there a Duran Duran in JoJo? It's a fan stand, a fan. But Jordan, we're not here to talk about JoJo. We're here to talk about a series by someone just as notable as Araki. So you mind telling us a bit <gasps> about this series? Wow. Well, this was written by, I was so excited to see this fucking Kentaro Miura, the guy who made goddamn Berserk. Although uh, the art was unfortunately not by him. It was by Studio Gaga. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just straight up, uh, they got the little monsters on this one. I guess. Oh, I was thinking Lady Gaga really got into manga, I guess. Yeah, yeah. That's the Little Monsters. Her fans of the Little Monsters. The Gaga manga. Gaga manga. Yeah. But yeah, it ran from September 9th, 2019 to May 9th, 2020 for six chapters in one volume. Real short. Yeah. By the way, on the No Lady Gaga, I just want to say I saw a really great tweet where Lady Gaga was like, what's Fortnite? And I think it was like Ninja <laughs> or some really famous esports player. He like made some Lady Gaga reference and is trying to like get her to try playing Fortnite. And she just responds, who are you? <laughs> Take that, Ninja Blevins. And unfortunately, with the passing of the author's death, they have decided they are not going to continue the series. So it's very yeah. unfortunate. I think this is the second deceased author we have read, Jordan, if memory serves. The last one was Godspeed. So there's something about religious mangas and their authors dying. I mean, doesn't that make sense, though, when you think about it? I mean, eventually every author will die at some point, except for a rock. Well, but, but my point is more that, like, you know, you get to the end of your life and you're like, oh, I'm going to start looking at God. Although I don't think Mira really knew he was at the end of his life and neither did the guy who made Godspeed because they were both pretty young for people to die, honestly. Yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah, let's get into the uh, first chapter plot summary or David the Sumeri, right? Right? Nah. Right? The gods had a baby and their name is Usumgalu, which means dragon. Dope as fuck. They are intersex, which the gods think is divine. Trans rights. They are left in the middle of ancient biblical Kansas so that ancient Ma and Pa Kent can find them. But whoa, it turns out that Pa is actually famous, David. He's famous for being Noah from Noah's Ark. So that, uh, per Tucker, that actually is not the case. We will talk about it. I have a lot of thoughts on it. That was mostly a joke, but it kind of isn't. Okay, just keep, I just want to acknowledge the fact that Tucker's point out many religions have this idea of this arc story. And oh, technically, yes. this series draws its inspiration from, uh, what was it, Mesopotamian? Gilgamesh, yeah. yeah. But anyway, a few years pass, and Usumgalu is now like eight or nine or something, and riding on literally just one of the best dogs I've ever seen in a manga. Oh, it's a very good boy. Oh my god, what a good boy. You can see exactly how good, how good of a boy he is. It's just very well drawn. Mm-hmm. They're hanging out with their best friend, Pan, who's just kind of like obnoxiously cute. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, Usum keeps falling off of the dog. So they steal a swing from a set and use it as a saddle, which their dad is very impressed by. Popcorn <laughs> David. 
Then some incredibly made art shows him just fucking around and building a water wheel for irrigation purposes because Noah yeah. was too dumb to figure it out himself. I guess he should have checked his Noah's notes. That's a deep cup reference to hey. so a canceled manga that we're never going to cover because it's not fully translated. Usopp oh. then takes a shower in a very uncomfortably drawn scene where <laughs> Pan makes fun of Usopp for being intersex. And then Usopp goes and dances naked with a bunch of nymphs who were just hanging out. And they say that Usopp's actually base as fuck for being intersex. As Jordan said, trans rights. Yes. Noah tries to show Usum how to hunt but their weak babby arms can't pull the bow back. Then Noah says Usum's gotta learn how to use a bow if they're planning on going down the mountain because this is accidentally the plot of God of War. Oh, I think that this might accidentally be the plot of that. Oh my God, Blood of the Gods. I think you remember I have that. No idea what that is. Oh, was it Blood of Olympus? Yes, Blood of Olympus. Was that the one where they were like, "Dude, why didn't you just fucking make an anime about Hades?" Yes. Yeah, it came out like right at the exact same time Hades did. It was extremely similar. I was watching it like at the same time I was playing Hades, and I was just like, "Guys, why do you do this to yourself? You're not as good as Hades, and you." You just like you have a much better comparison for aesthetics right there. Yeah, I just love my friend called Hades a bisexual simulator. I mean, it is <laughs> the only roguelike I've ever enjoyed. Hades rules. Anyway, speaking of things that rule, Jordan, what did you what did you think of the series? I'm sure you liked it a lot. I felt weird about it. Yeah, this, uh, is, this is just a very hard series to talk about. I've never written so few notes, though the fact that this chapter is only 32 pages uh, compared to the usual 60 we see, I think adds to it as well. The artists spent a ton of time on this, very clearly. I think you had like three or four artists working on it. That would make sense. It's very well done. I am a little creeped out by Usum's eyes. Mm -hmm. They're just like too detailed. Like <laughs> Some of the things in here, it feels like you didn't need to. You probably shouldn't have gotten that detailed, actually. Yeah. That ass was very articulately drawn when, when they get naked. Yeah. Look, I love Mira. This has always been the most uncomfortable part of his work. Is there a lot of child nudity in Berserk? Yes. Okay. It's in this weird thing where it's like, you can't tell if it's sexual or not, because like, Miura seems to pull from much more classical artistic influences. And in like the classical art thing, it is kind of like, oh, well, yeah, I mean, there's a beauty to uh, to youth and childlikeness. And the, yeah, there's, no, there's nothing to be ashamed of. It's, but it's also like, it is manga, you know? Yeah. That's the thing is, like, I personally thought I gave him a pass on this where he was doing yeah. nudity and kind of like, this is not sexualizing children. Yes. This is just nudity because he's trying to make it feel like classical art where there was, of course, just a ton of nudity for artistic purposes. The beauty of the human body was kind of just a thing. The fact that they are intersex also, I think, adds to the necessity of drawing scenes like that. Because otherwise, yes. it'd just be like, yeah, totally take my word on it. They ain't got nothing. I absolutely give it much more of a pass than I usually would. It just, I don't know, you know. <laughs> yeah. I think that there was a reason to do it. I don't think it was at all gratuitous. But yeah, aside from that, David pointed out, this is actually based on the Sumerian interpretation of the flood, which is very interesting because uh, like the oldest recorded mention we have of the worldwide flood myth is actually Gilgamesh. It's one of those things that's very strange and it's like, oh, weird. This connects to the biblical story. Does that mean that like there's multiple accounts of this, like a ton of different people encountered something like this? It's such an interesting aspect to it. And, and this series seems to be doing exactly that. Like they are interpreting many different myths yeah. through the lens of uh, what we know of ancient Sumeria. And these are myths that aren't really talked about otherwise. No, they aren't. It's really cool. Mm hmm. 
but yeah, and, and I fucking love ancient Greek mythology and all that shit. So I am I am interested in where that aspect is going. I don't know what gods are going to be there. I actually don't. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know what else to um, say. Me either. <laughs> I also hope that this whole, like with the water wheel thing, I hope this idea of like human ingenuity versus that of magic is played up because I think it's a really interesting way, especially because the technology level is so low where something like a water wheel is not. Novel. And I mm-hmm. think it allows for a lot of creative space where the si- the technology can remain realistic because they're just so far behind where technology is now. It's a little Dr. Stoney in that way. Exactly. That's what I was thinking. But also, this did remind me, um, so the intersex aspect, the aspect of being neither man nor woman is also something that is in a bunch of older religions and stuff. Like um, the the Hindu gods, for instance, are also agender. They don't have gender. And mm-hmm. in a lot of old cultures, that is viewed as being more divine because it's like, wow, they're neither. They're neither of them and both at the same time. It's interesting how... Mira is calling back to many different religions and cultures and practices. Which I think is just very interesting. Yeah. Also, the paneling of this is great. So while he didn't draw it, he did outline it. And you can just Mm. see like that swing scene where the flashback isn't even its own panel. Like they are thinking about how they use the swings to build like a saddle for the dog. And instead of it being like a flashback panel, it's literally them at the swing showing them using the swing when they were a child. Yeah. Yeah which I thought was just a very creative way to show both a character's inner thought in a flashback without having to create a dedicated panel for the flashback. It also showed their thought process. You know, mm-hmm. it wasn't just like, oh, wow, Usum, you're super smart. It's like, nah, you, you see Usum just make the connection. Oh, we're looking at this swing set. I need something to stay on this dog. Why don't I do this? And it's just like, oh, yeah, that is legitimately clever. I now know that Usum is clever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Mira is also a fucking master. Just one of the true manga masters. Yeah. In terms of storytelling, in terms of layout, he is he's he's unmatched in many ways, which yeah, that's that's why everyone was so devastated when he died before finishing Berserk. <laughs> I know it's crazy. Oh man. If you guys want to see uh the painting I did of him, you should check out my Instagram. Anyway, yeah. Uh David, would you read another 10 chapters of this? I absolutely would. <laughs> There's not 10 yeah. chapters to read of this, but I will certainly finish the series. Yeah, me too. I'm very interested. In it. I don't know if it's going to be great, but I'm so interested to see what was Miura doing. Mm-hmm. What was he trying? What story was he trying to tell? So, David, what do you think is going to happen next? I think the series will not have a satisfying ending. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah, this dad will die and it'll be big, sad. Oh, and uh, Usum will learn some magic and they will abandon the cool science idea. Oh, I know. And that would make me very sad. Yeah. Anyway, my guesses are that Usum is so smart that they figure out a cool invention that lets them use the bow without waiting until they're older. So you think like they'll invent the crossbow? I think that's a possibility. Maybe they'll invent a uh, a machine gun arrow thing that they attach to their missing arm, which is a berserk reference. Anyway, my second one is the dog does not die, which I know is... Um, well, Rocky didn't make this, so... I know Rocky didn't make this, but Miura did. Does he kill dogs a lot? Mira kills everything. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> and then the last one is, you know what? Gilgamesh shows up. Sure, why not? Why not? But yeah, David, what's your power word? My power word is calm. Ah, because there's a storm coming. And because this is like the opposite of berserk. (laughs) It really is, actually. (laughs) That's good. Okay, I like that one, actually. And how about you? Mine is puppy. 
Oh, little Scoobaroo. Yeah, because Usum is like a little kid. They're like a puppy. And there's a really fucking excellent dog. So yeah, it's a big old puppy. <gasps> yeah, David, you want to go into the Q&A? Yeah, so we got we got some fun questions to talk about. So, rating. so just a reminder, you can post your questions in the question for Shonen Flop channel in the Discord. Open to everyone. Find a link to it in our show notes or on our site. And we give priority to people who have never asked a question before, haven't had a question answered in a long time, or are a patron. So yeah. let's start things off with wonderful patron, runner of movie night, Aussie Rat. What villains do you sympathize with? Well, I mean, the villain that I uh, most immediately go to when I hear that is Magneto. Yeah. Well, yeah, Magneto, you're doing some shitty things, but, like, I get it, man, especially because, like, you know, you went through the Holocaust and shit, now you're seeing, like, other signs of a possible genocide. I fucking get it, bro. Yeah. I also want to go in comics where I was going to say Mr. Freeze. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think he's what they consider an anti-villain. In that he's, like, a good guy who's just been, like, forced into being villainy. Yeah, because an anti-hero is a hero, but uses villainous means while he is, you know, a very, like, as a person, he's a pretty good person. He just does evil things in order to cure his wife. Yeah, I think that's fair. All right, next up, we have long-term fan of the show, David, who asks, what is the most manga of all time? Oh, man. Oh, my God. What is the most manga of all time? I mean... I mean, Ayashimon is definitely up there. I feel like I almost got to say Dragon Ball, just in general. You know, I can respect that. I think Dragon Ball... I'm trying to think what else would be, like, a really manga of all time. Like, if somebody's like, hey, Jordan, just name a manga, I'd be like, Dragon Ball, that's a manga. I'll agree. Dragon Ball is the yeah. most manga of all time. Yeah. <laughs> now we have a doubleheader from Weeb Weebs Ash because these were some short questions. How often do you check if a flop mangaka made something else? The answer is we always do. We always talk about it. We don't always mention every work if they have a lot of insignificant work, but especially yeah. if the author has done something notable, we definitely bring it up in the main episodes. Yeah, like we mentioned uh, that Mira made Berserk. We didn't really talk about the things that he made that never came over to America. Yeah, and we'll talk about his other work in the main episode. It's just uh, to keep the cheapy short, we just save things like that from the main episode. Yeah. We want to give Maxi B time to do their research as well. Mm -hmm. So thank you again, Maxi B, for your help. Thank you so much, Maxi B. Tucker, thank you as well for pointing out how it is non-Christian references in this manga as well to yeah. help with some misconceptions. Okay, and then the other question from Weeboobs Ash, because as I said, short answer. Besides the usual manga you talk about, what's one you would recommend to people that don't read manga? So Jordan yeah. doesn't read manga, so Jordan... <laughs> this one's a little hard, but I'll let you answer it. Oh, I have I have a pretty good answer for this one because I've just been reading it. Um, It's called Blood on the Tracks, and it is a manga if you like really fucked up horror manga about like essentially child abuse that's done extremely well with incredible art i really don't care if you like manga or not you have to read blood on the tracks because it's fucking incredible and just harrowing as fuck yeah and the art is amazing you know i can respect that i need to read it at some point but again i'm going to highlight that jordan just keeps reading manga except for the manga that i have him do recommendation episodes on because let's see jordan have you kept up with akane bash banash oh no i don't no have I you don't kept up all. with no. witch watch no did you finish lucius for the biscuit hammer i started reading it again did you finish dungeon mesh no i haven't even read dungeon meshi i don't know shit about dungeon meshi <laughs> and for me, though, I actually would say the number one manga I recommend is that I usually don't talk about a lot is Yotsubayan, where I had my mom read it. And it's just a fun, wholesome series. 
Is that where the 4chan girl comes yes, from? Yes, but the series is just a very cute series about a little girl living her best life, doing things like seeing balloon shows or meeting cows, and it's just very, very adorable. The, the reason 4chan adapted is literally because her hair looks like their logo. Yeah. It's so weird how 4chan is just like this is just like this wretched hive of scum and villainy. But they love these cute little things like 4chan was obsessed with Lucky Star and and, uh, you know, My Little Pony, of course. Interesting contrast. Yeah, it was weird how like 4chan people are like 4chan needs a mascot. And they're like, we have one. It's Yotsuba. Yeah, we don't need this other bullshit. No, I didn't even know they tried to do that. <laughs> That's stupid. But yeah, speaking of mascots, David, if you were a Pokemon, what elemental type would you be? That's a question from our friend Xylon. Thank you, Xylon. There's no depression type, so I'll say steel type because <laughs> steel type is my favorite Pokemon type. If you were uh, wondering, I was going to say steel type because I like metal. I guess I'll be rock type. You can I also like be steel type. Roll. Yeah, I'll be steel type too. We'll be brothers in steel. Yes. You silly goose. Yes. The battalion of steel. The brotherhood of steel. <laughs> All right. Next one. <laughs> That's good. Next one is from T. Wolfwood. Would you rather have yogurt or granola bars for breakfast? So I actually eat a cup of yogurt every single day for breakfast. I am very uncreative when it comes to food. I literally eat the same things for breakfast and lunch just to maintain my diet. But I literally have wrong with that. a cup of Greek yogurt with like two tablespoons of honey, a tablespoon of chia seeds and some fiber crackers with peanut butter every single day. And I've had that for breakfast for probably the last year. Wow, David. So there was a point in this uh, chapter we didn't mention where they uh, bribes pan with yogurt and honey. Honey yogurt, man. Yeah. <laughs> I bet you were like, mmm, that's some good breakfast food right there. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I, on the other hand, am much more of a granola bar guy. Yeah, I look, I'm lazy. I don't want to take any time to prep even yogurt. Just give me a fucking bar and a wrap. I'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next question is from ZZ Digital, who asks, which mega artist do you wish you could draw like? I mean, Kentaro Miura. Yeah. <laughs> like, holy shit. Have you read Berserk? Jesus Christ. Yeah. I mean, really, he's probably the best artist to ever create manga. He's fucking up there. It would also be great to draw like Toriyama in his prime. Yeah. Because then you could just execute any idea and not half kill yourself to do it. Because Toriyama was a very efficient artist. He's a very efficient artist, absolutely. And he has this very strong style that, um, like, when it gets adapted, there's a way to translate his style that works and a way that doesn't work. GT looks ugly as fuck to me. And it's just a very slight difference. I can't even, like, pinpoint what it is. It's just, like, it looks weird. Mm -hmm. Brawley, the Brawley movie looked great, though. I still haven't seen it. I have to. Oh, maybe you'll do that after this. But yeah. that is all the time we have for today. So I want to start by saying, Jordan, thank you so much for editing the Chibi episodes. Oh, you're so welcome, David. Thank you so much for also editing the Chibi episodes and the main episodes and putting everything together because God knows I can't keep a schedule. You're doing great being my favorite co-host. Thank you so much. <laughs> I also want to give props to Shana for the awesome cover art. You can find her online at Illuminati. Thank you, Dylan, for assistance with editing. Find his podcast, Anime Out of Context, at AnimeOutOfContext.com. Thanks to Tucker and Maxi B for assistance with pronunciation, translation, and other miscellaneous research. Thanks to T-Root, Ozzy Rat, and T-Wolfwood for being our awesome transcription volunteers. You can find them on our site as they become available. And you can find us on Twitter at Shonen Flopcast and our website, ShonenFlop.com. We're also on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, or wherever else you get your podcast. And as I mentioned, come join the Shonen Flop Discord. It's open to everyone patron or not come hang out with us and talk about anime games or whatever else is on your mind we also have a monthly movie night we just watched double dragon jordan wasn't there so i'm gonna shame nah. jordan right now for not coming yeah i would felt very bad <laughs> 
Um, and if you've been enjoying the podcast and want to help us keep going, consider subscribing to our Patreon. Wouldn't be able to keep running the show without our wonderful patron support. You get a ton mm-hmm. of awesome perks like bonus content, like our thoughts on first three volumes of Blue Box, PPP, and new series like Akane Banashi as they come out. You could even be joining us on the recording warm-up and deciding what series we cover next. Find us at patreon.com slash flop. And now I want to read off our wonderful patrons. First of all, I want to give a big thank you to our Chainsaw Man patrons. Hey, Rems, kick-ass GF, forget him. I could be your big titty harem waifu. Nice. So that was a good one. That yeah. was a good one. And then our other Chainsaw Man patron, Pterodactyl Ghost. Moving on down to the Dolphin Dads, we have tracking roving animals for all loving girls in Raccoon's Wolfwood. Then, King of the Forest, we have Albie, Cram, Gabe Lando, Jacob, Andrew Galloway, Josh Robinson, Marty, Rachel, my lovely girlfriend, spy family, who's talking about tummy aches this week, and she was telling me it's no joke. Scarlet Myrmidon, T, The Real Jory, Trevor Schechner, who I went with hiking with yesterday, so thanks for giving me a ride, Trevor, back from the hike. And then, moving down to the Galactic Ball Federation officers, we have Anthony Chambers, Blah Moo Moo, BS, Dolphin, Dylan Kreider, Eric Alex Klein, Generic Man, Hans, Hunter, Lincoln Frey, Mara Barra, Mike Carpenter, Peter Huntsvec, Sarah Hydra, Shingos, Sekimoto, Silly Rookie, Simping for Senpai Ash, Sackhorn, That One Welder Guy, and Usopp Major. And I want to also give a big thank you to all of our terrific Beast Children patrons as well. Thank you, though, so much for listening. Tune in next Monday for our full thoughts on Draki with wonderful esports. Actually, that's we were making fun of esports players. Esports player, <laughs> esports YouTuber, Ross Boomsocks. <laughs> this has been Jordan. This has been David. And you've been listening to Shonen Flop. David, say it. Keep on flopping, floppers. Bye. Bye.